0: Is the cost of anything going down? Please, text us. I, just throw me a bone. Anything. I think everything is more expensive. 651 if something is actually less expensive than it was a year ago. So listen to this. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the annual inflation rate as of May was 8.6%. That's the highest level since 1981. I thought, well, maybe this is a U.S. thing. Uh, So I went to Dr. Google and with a quick search was able to find a Pew Research analysis. Inflation rates have doubled in 37 of 44 advanced economies in the last two years. Uh, Turkey, the inflation rate is almost 55%. In Israel, they've seen the fastest rate of inflation, a 25-fold increase in the last two years in Israel. So, yeah, inflation is up here. Inflation is up across most of the planet, right? Supply chain, pandemic, I mean, you name it. So anytime somebody has a new idea about how to lower inflation, I'm going to pay attention. Dr. Scott Jensen is running for governor, Uh, We reached out to Governor Walls today. He was not available. Dr. Scott Jensen was available, and he joins us today on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Scott, welcome to the show. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So I know you just unveiled your plan to fight inflation. Give us a few bullet points. What sets your plan apart?
1: I think it's a combination of both short-term as well as long-term impacts. We're, we've we got to focus on the fact that the tax burden in Minnesota is killing families. So we've got to start reducing taxes, perhaps with an upfront uh, chunk of money, but also some permanent tax relief. We need to have that big, broad discussion about... What would Minnesota look like if we didn't have a personal income tax? How do 20% of the states in the union do it? We need to have more oversight. Clearly, the MinLARS program was wasteful of hundreds of millions of dollars. We saw the same thing now with the Southwest light rail, the overruns, uh, the fact that it's not going to be a $2 billion project. It's going to come in at $3 billion. the daycare fraud, the feeding the hungry fraud. I don't think there's been enough oversight. People think... Well, the Minnesota economy is okay because we have a 2.2% unemployment rate, but that's not the whole story. The whole story really is how many Minnesotans are working. And the fact is we have less Minnesotans working today than we did pre-COVID. Our GDP growth is in the lower half of the states in the union. I think our economy has absolutely been slaughtered by some of the policy decisions we've incentivized not working. And so that's what we've gotten. We've made it difficult to get Projects permitted, licenses allowed, household items, whether you're talking diapers, baby formula, whether you're talking uh, food, fuel, f- fuel oil for houses, gasoline, all these things are high. Energy, I think that we've had this your head in the sand kind of policy. We need to have a serious conversation about the role that nuclear energy is going to play. We can't really shut down uh, the fossil fuel sources of energy because if we have a a breakdown in our grid and people start dying because it's 95 degrees and sweltering in their homes, then you're going to hear a lot of people screaming. And I think in the the end, we just have to really tighten the government belt. A lot of people don't realize in the last 12 years, the average wage earner, has grown their wages about 25% total, but Minnesota budget has grown 75% during that time. So those are the things we're addressing in our 10-point program, and we invite Minnesotans to respond to it, but we also invite Governor Walls to respond to it because we're just not seeing or hearing ideas.
0: Rumor has it you want a debate, and you want a debate now, right?
1: I want lots of debates. I think when Governor Walls ran for Congress, in the early 2000s. I think he had pushed, and I think for some dozen debates in simply one congressional district. We're talking about the whole state of Minnesota, which is eight congressional districts. I think there's young people out there, Gen Zs, millennials, that would love to have debates on the college campuses, in the technical schools, in the communities at the VFWs, legions. I think we should have a debate every two weeks for the for the duration and let Minnesotans really get a chance to, to see the contrast between what does the Governor Wall's administration look like? And what would a Scott Jensen administration look like? Dr. Jensen, would you
0: agree that it's simplistic to just blame President Biden and Governor Walz for inflation? I mean, to me, that seems like a very simplistic. It it makes for good ad copy, but I think there's a, a combination of forces, many of those forces beyond the control of any politician that are driving up prices right now.
1: I would agree with you that, and you mentioned it earlier, you said The pandemic, the supply chain fracture, the Ukrainian situation, without question, there are a lot of variables going on. But I think leaders lead and leaders acknowledge that the buck stops at their desk. And I don't think we've seen that from Governor Walls. I know that in the businesses I run, when something goes wrong, it's on my desk it's up to me to lead that conversation how do we brainstorm how do we put ideas out there i sort of feel like governor Wallace has has been typically sort of freezing up whether you're talking about getting the national guard on on the burning streets of minneapolis st paul or whether you're talking about giving up the third precinct building or allowing the christopher columbus uh, statue to be torn down i think he froze over and over again and i think he's doing that now Minnesotans aren't asking for a silver bullet, they're asking for leadership. They're saying, lead, trailblaze ideas, have the conversations, don't, don't shut up simply because you don't wanna jeopardize your chances of winning or losing in the November election. If, if you're really gonna serve with a, a servant's heart, then you go out and you lead the conversation and you let the chips fall where they will.
0: Dr. Jensen, last question, and and thank you again for joining us today on CCO. The old bird in the hand adage, right? Uh, and look, our text line is highly unscientific. It's not. It's not a statistically representative poll, but the the reaction I'm getting, most listeners are like, "We want money now." Yeah, it would be great to have a lower Minnesota tax rate. But in the short term, I need help paying my prescriptions, my gas, my groceries. I want those checks now. I don't care if it's a gimmick. I want it now. How would you respond to that?
1: I think that that might be the way to go if we thought that this problem that we're dealing with is going to be over in 90 days. But there's no evidence of that. So leaders have to lead. We have to help Minnesotans understand that a bolus of money without long-term permanent tax cuts is simply going to maybe make a blip in your life for 60 days. Arguably, with what we have going on and the fact that we have have literally seen Biden and Walls and some of these leaders push us into an energy-dependent situation, we have a crisis on board, we're going to probably slide into a recession. We're going to have problems, not just for 90 days, we're going to have problems well into 2023. So I think the responsible leadership role is to say, we can do both. We can try to provide some assistance at this point. But for heaven's sakes, we're not going to name the checks after a specific name. I mean, that's the height of vanity. I mean, we'll just say, you know, we're going to give the checks back to the Minnesota taxpayers, who indeed paid the overtax, the surplus, then, you know, just give them the checks from Minnesota and make them, if you will, a size that would provide some bolus now, but we need to provide permanent uh, tax relief. And the Senate had a bill. They had a bill for $8 billion that could have been done, but Governor Walz had no interest in it. He tied spending to tax relief. He did not want to have anything to do with what he's saying. Now, all of a sudden, He's got this huge interest in playing Santa Claus. And people are saying, well, where were you in April and May? And I think, I think Minnesotans are smarter than that. They realize that Governor Walz is nervous about the election in November, and his people are telling him, you got to get out there, give him a chunk of money, settle him down. They'll take that, and then they'll forget that, you know, you may be messed up and you didn't lead. That's not what Minnesotans are thinking, I don't think. I think they get it, and, and they're, they're making I think Governor Walz nervous, and I think he should be. Uh,
0: I just have to ask, since I have you on the line, wasn't Donald Trump's name on those coronavirus stimulus checks? I don't know.
1: I don't think I got one. So I can't speak to that. Uh, you're saying that we had Trump corona checks? I don't, I don't remember that. Yeah. I uh, I got to go
0: back and, and, and look at this. And my understanding was that uh, there was a signature on the stimulus checks. But I... Hey, look... Um, Dr. Jensen, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for laying out your plan to uh, to fight inflation. And uh, thanks for joining us on CCO. It's a pleasure. And I
1: appreciate the opportunity to put out thoughtful 10-point plans. And we're going to continue to do this on energy, education, and a variety of other things. Because I think that's what leading is all about.
0: All right. Thank you, sir. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone.